0: You are listening to the Sun Grove podcast. For more information, please visit our website at sungrove.org.
1: All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? All right. Good. I I like the woohoo. Okay. All right. Well, good morning. It's an honor to be be with you guys. Um, For those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is uh, Matt Lingo. I'm the pastor of worship here at Sun Grove Church, and I've had the distinct pleasure of serving. Um, under uh, Pastor Dave for, well, I've been here for 13 years and most of that has been under Pastor Dave. So my family and I have absolutely loved being here at Sun Grove Church for the last 13 years and it has just been an awesome, awesome journey. I want to first start by just saying um, what an amazing pastor we have and if you guys know he's, uh, he's doing well. He had his uh, ACL uh, repairing surgery or um, rebuilding uh, surgery there, and he is doing well. He is um, he is resting though, as he should be, and he is just taking it easy. So, um, so that's uh, that's an update on Pastor Dave. So you get me this morning, all right? Okay. Well, I just wanna I just wanna take time though just to say, you know, we we, we we've got a pastor here that, over the last you know decade or so, I've seen him just come and faithfully preach the gospel Sunday in and Sunday out. And it's just amazing to see the number of people that commit themselves uh, to to the truth of Jesus Christ and commit their lives over to him because of Dave's faithfulness. So we've got a good one. Amen. Give him a round of applause. Let him know how much we appreciate him. He's not here, but I'm sure he will be hearing this or seeing this uh, sometime later. And uh, Dave's uh, an awesome guy. I've got to know him both as a pastor and as a friend. Um, And he is a great guy. And that's saying a lot because I spent 10 days with this guy in rural India. Okay, and we're sleeping, you know, under mosquito nets together, and I still like him. Okay, so that's saying something. Um, I don't know if he would say the same thing about me, but uh, I'm sure he would. But um, uh, the only thing that I've got really to say about Dave is, is that, you know, he's a great guy. But I don't know if you know this, but the secret about Pastor Dave, he eats ketchup on his tacos. So that's hard for me. That's hard for me. So, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to get him to expand a little bit to, like, maybe Tapatio, maybe Cholula. I'm a big hot sauce guy, so that's big for me. But um, even if he, like, took it to jalapeno ketchup, I could kind of let it slide. But, um, no, great guy, just needs to branch out a little on his hot sauces. But uh, great guy. Love you, brother. Dave, wherever you're at. All right. So here we are at the end of August, and that means school's starting back up. Everybody started school already, right? My kids started up this last week, and um, so... I figured you know, we'd kind of start with a short family update because you, you guys probably don't know my kids, but um, I'm gonna show you my most recent Instagram post. Here are my kids. And there is my youngest, uh, Ava, first day of second grade, Jackson on the top, up there first day of third, and then James in the middle, first day of fifth grade. And then I've got one more in there and that is my wife, Katie, and it is her first uh, day of her 20th year of teaching. Give it up for 20 years of teaching. So she's awesome. The lives that she's changed, the people that she's touched. She works in special education, takes a certain kind of person, and she is just patient and uh, is awesome. So love her. Well, it's good to be back in the swing of things, although we did love summertime. Everybody loves summer, you know, and uh, it's still kind of technically summer, but um, we, had a, we had a good summer. You guys have a good summer? Yeah. We went to, um, uh, we did a couple little trips, but one of the things we did, we went, took a week to Bass Lake. Anybody, anybody been to Bass Lake down there? Um, kind of in central area um, uh, by Yosemite. but um, we were there for a week and just to put short public service announcement. if they use the word rustic to describe a cabin, you got to use your travel agent Spidey sense, okay and just like be alert because uh, rustic for like Katie and I is like you know like vintage skis and like you know pictures of fish and stuff like that. the log cabin vibe, okay? This uh, this rustic was like the kind of rustic like you got a two inch gap underneath the threshold on your front door so that you've got furry little friends that come in uh, during the night and decide to, you know, to, to bunk with you. And uh, it's like the caretaker came up to us on the fourth day and said, oh, here you go. Yeah, here's some here's some free uh, mousetraps at no charge. No charge. You guys just set them yourself. I was like, oh, OK, it's that kind of rustic. All right. No, we had it but we had a we had a great time we still had a blast and um we actually one of the things that we were able to do is we got to go to the incredible it was nearby about a half an hour away the incredible the beautiful yosemite valley cue the selfie cue the selfie there it is there's there's there i mean and it's just exploding with water right now it was absolutely beautiful and uh, that was me just taking a quick selfie because I just thought it was was cool. It's like my, you know, it enhances me significantly there to have have Yosemite Valley in the background. And go to the next picture, and there we are, um, right there at the base of Half Dome. That's actually over at Yosemite Falls, but um, man, it is just absolutely gorgeous, and it's right here in our backyard. And I feel like, I just am like, man, I needed to to have uh, gotten out here with the family sooner. And you know, it's one of those moments where you kind of just take a pause and you realize what a tiny speck you are in this universe. I'm just sitting there. I'm looking up at Half Dome, you know, and the words of, of, uh, of So Will I come into my head, you know, if the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. And it was just one of those moments where, where you just can't be but awestruck by the power and the might of our Creator and our Lord and Savior. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I'm going to be sharing with you in the context here of our spiritual warfare series that in order to, uh, to fight this spiritual battle against a very real enemy that seeks to destroy us, seeks to destroy our family, our friends, our faith, um, and in a world that pulls us in all kinds of directions and get us off the path that God has for us, we've got to consistently recenter and refocus ourselves back on our Father in heaven And on Jesus who died for us. So before we go any further, let's recenter ourselves right now. Let's just bow our heads in prayer and kick this off um, uh, by going to Him. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the fact that that you've created an incredible, beautiful world, that you've given us life, that you've given us breath. We want to just take a moment to say, to say thank you that we get this morning. Because it's not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed, Lord. And so we thank you. We want to use it for your honor and for your glory. Um, speak through me, God, that I would just get out of the way and that you would have, uh, that your will would be done just as Jesus prayed and that you would uh, just inhabit this place. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, well, I think you guys would agree that we get pulled in a lot of different directions in life, amen? I mean, some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them are neutral, but we're pulled in all kinds of different directions. I I had three soccer games uh, um, yesterday. Three kids, three soccer games, homework, um, and, you know, and I'm sure you guys all have uh, uh, busy lives, busy schedules. But, um, but what does it look then to recenter our lives back on God in the midst of that, in the midst of our daily lives? Well, it's a similar question that a man who was walking along the road with Jesus asked one day. And he said, he said, Jesus, uh, what's the greatest commandment? You know, what's the, what's the greatest thing that we need to follow kind of every day? And Jesus replies, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. And then he says, and the other one's as important as the first, love your neighbor as yourself. But but he talks about loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I love it because, you know, we can make the Christian life so complicated. We try to kind of complicate things. But Jesus breaks it down very simply here. And what he describes is really the very essence of worship. So that's the first fill in the blank here if you have your outline. You can take that out this morning. The first fill in the blank, number one, is loving God is worship. Loving God is worship. A lot of times we get confused about what that word means, but loving God is worship. So if loving God is worship, how do we love God? How do we worship God? And how do we, how do we recenter our lives to Him uh, regularly? Daily? Well, a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is going to be pretty practical. So, got to buckle up. Um, first, we have to be in His Word, and you know, a lot of times we talk about being in the Word, and we think to ourselves, uh, you know, w- what does that involve? Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I maybe I read the Bible, I read a quick verse, or um, but we, and we can we can make that very complicated, but in reality, um, you know, there's such easy ways. Anybody, you know, YouTube uh, version, you or you, not YouTube. That's a different, very different app. Um, the, the you Version app, right? You guys are familiar with the you Version app. So we've all probably done that when we're here at church. So they've got like awesome reading plans, seven-day reading plans. There's a seven-day reading plan by Craig Rochelle. There's um, there's all kinds of even, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the, uh, the, the Lumo project where if you've got ADD, kind of like I do, um, you can actually watch a video of 15 verses. And then the next um, day in the reading plan, you can watch uh, another 15 verses. And so you can get kind of the word that way. I know for, you know, my family and I, it's it's tough sometimes. We really tried to do the verse of the day, and that can be a challenge, but we've kind of set aside Saturday morning, um, and we've reserved it for just spending time in the Word with the family. Yesterday, we were, um, you know, making pancakes, and we got to pull out the Jim Burns book, which you guys remember Jim Burns it was here, um, and he uh, came and he spoke at the parenting conferences, um, but he sold a book called um, uh, faith conversations with families. And it is, it is awesome. Uh, it just kind of has questions already built in, and uh, it's got scripture, and it's just it's incredibly um, powerful to be able to do that with my family. So um, those are just some practical words to be in the Word, but we've got to be um, in the Word. It helps us recenter on God. We've got to talk to Him. Think about what He's done um, for us uh, and, and praise Him for the things um, that He is and that He's done. Um, You know, a lot of times we think about the word prayer and we kind of think about, you know, something official or we think about some memorized thing that we've maybe rehearsed or, you know, said many times before. Or we think about a list of requests. But in reality, what we want to do in prayer is we want to communicate to God and we want to do that throughout the day. We want to just talk to him. And um, I know for for me, that was something that I had to kind of learn and begin to to do throughout the day, throughout my life. Um, to go to him and just be, just be able to talk to him. Now, for some of you guys that are not big singers, this is a perfect opportunity to give him praise, right? You can, you can talk praise to him. You can be like, God, thank you. You know, thank you for being in control of this situation because I am not in control right now. Thank you for being in control, okay? Um, there's all kinds of ways that you can praise. You can praise him for, for who you can read through the Psalms. Now, for those of you that are singers some fans out there, some, you know, some people that love to sing, that love to worship through music. That's, that's definitely me and a lot of us up here. Um, you can always just crank up the radio, right, when you're driving and just sing at the top of your lungs. Just go for it and use some of that time to be able to recenter yourself through music, to be able to recenter yourself through worship. And that's such an important thing um, really to do uh, throughout the day, to, do it, to try to do it daily. I mean, do it at the top of Half Dome. Do it, um, you know, wherever you may find yourself. But he is good, and he is God, and he is worthy. Amen? Okay, point number two is this. Living for God uh, is worship. Living for God is worship. So Romans 12, 1 through 2, one of my favorite verses, says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So offering or surrender ourselves back to God uh, is worship. And it's such a critical way to kind of recenter ourselves back on him. You know, as we live our lives, it's easy to get fooled about our own self-importance, right? We always just think, oh, man, this life is all, all about me. I mean, it's, it's very easy to get c- confused, especially here in the U.S. But uh, it brings to mind this, this story that I love uh, from the actor Tom Selleck. You know, he's a guy who did like Magnum P.I., uh blue bloods more recently a couple other different um uh, tv shows but he said this whenever i get full of myself i remember the nice elderly couple who approached me with a camera on the streets of honolulu one day when i strike a pose for them uh, when i struck a pose for them the man said no 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 i want you to take a picture of us (laughs) you gotta love that you gotta love that I know for me, uh, I don't know if you guys, you know, this way I've had several times at the gym, um, where, you know, I, I kind of hear somebody kind of mumble and I think they're talking to me. You know, this guy said something about time one time and I'm kind of like, I go over and I'm like, I'm like, uh, 10, 1040 and I'm just kind of going and he's like, he does the gesture like he's on his Bluetooth, you know? And I'm like, Oh, you're on your Bluetooth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I kind of back away. Um, we, we always think everything's about us, right? Anybody ever, that ever happened to anybody? They'd do the big gesture to the Bluetooth. Telling you, happens all the time. We're living in a world where people are talking to the air all the time. You never know if they're wearing headphones or not. It's like sometimes there's a headphone, sometimes there's not. And there's people that talk on the Stairmaster. I don't even know how they do that. They're on, they're going hard, and they're having a conversation. It's mind-blowing to me. I'm like, who is on the other side of that line? What are you talking about? But they do it okay? Anyhow, sorry I got off on a tangent there. But um, you know, uh, <laughs> okay, we need those moments though to be reminded that it's not all about us. And in fact, we you know sometimes we need to seek out those moments um, of humble service or volunteering. You know, there's nothing like kind of bringing you back to center, recentering yourself, like, uh, you know, breaking down chairs or packing up tables or going on a missions trip to, to India and getting out of America or going to Mexico uh, to be part of um, a service project. And, you know, it's some of those things that that really get us recentered on uh, give us perspective and recenter us um, on God and what he has for us. Uh, Jesus makes it pretty clear, too, that it's not about us. Matthew 10, 39 says, Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loves their life for my sake will find it. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Because uh, the reality is true. It's not about me. God is God, and we are not. And that's our next point. Point number three. God is God, and we are not. Now, you might be, you know, Uh, sitting here and saying, well, that's pretty easy to say when I'm sitting right here. But in reality, you know, that's not so easy to say in the midst uh, of our daily lives when we need to recenter ourselves. So to start off small, let's just say, for example, in a moment that we need to recenter ourselves, let's just say you're at uh, the Sacramento Kings game. You're at the first preseason game uh, that's coming up here. That's, by the way, that's coming up on October 10th against the Phoenix Suns. So preseason Sacramento Kings, ding, dong, 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 right? Anybody got the Cowbell app? Any Kings fans, though? Seriously, Kings fans? All right. Yeah, by the way, you can get the app, the Cowbell app, and contribute to the Cowbell sounds. I love that thing. Anyway, um, so let's just say that you're at the Sacramento Kings game, and you just got your $14 medium soda, and you got your $19 nachos, Okay. With extra jalapenos, because that's how you got to do it. And you're walking, and you're making it back. You think you're going to make it back by tip-off. You're pretty close to your seats. You know, you start to hear kind of all the noise and everything. And an enthusiastic youngster is running by you, and he makes it right by you, but he just clips your elbow. Just, just clips it. Boop! And the beautiful, glorious nachos and soda that comprise $33 splatter to the ground. That is a moment... That you gotta say, it's not about me. God is God, and I am not. <laughs> oh, no, just kidding. No. True story. True story, right there. But, um, yeah. So, you know, that's a time that we need to recenter. We need to realize hey, it's not about me. Gotta go back. They did give me some more nachos, by the way. They thought that I drank the drink, though, so they gave me only free nachos. But, okay. Um, that's, that's a time that we need to recenter ourselves. And while, you know, that's kind of a, you know, a trivial kind of a thing, not really all that significant, although anytime nachos go to waste, it's incredibly tragic for me personally. But um, there will be an instance and instances in every one of our lives that will be far more challenging uh, to say some of those same words in the midst of. You know, maybe you didn't win the game. Maybe you didn't get the grade that you hoped for. Maybe it's the loss of a job or a dire diagnosis from the doctor. Or maybe it's as you sit staring at the casket of someone that meant the world to you. And in that moment, it's incredibly hard to recenter ourselves. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time. But we gain strength from coming back and recentering on him. And we remember, God is God, and we are not. Remembering our place as the children of God and in this universe it's a pretty humbling thing, but it's a critical thing, I think. I really believe that we have to, to do, and we have to continue to do it, right? We have to continue to do it if we want to be re-centered on him. Well, Colossians 2, 6 through 7 says this. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Now, see, that word continue is the key one. We don't just kind of receive Jesus and then we kind of go on living a passive life. You know, we're not finished. It says here to continue throughout our lives, to live in him, rooted and built up in him, overflowing with thankfulness. Now, I'm in no way pretending that that's easy. That's not, that's not something that's easy to do, to continue to do throughout our life. I mean, I'll be the first to say that many times I get overwhelmed by expectations and problems schedules that are constant. But I think the Bible's pretty clear that no matter our place in life, it's so important to continue serving and to continue to grow in the Lord. And that's point four. If you're still here, God's not finished with you. If you're still here, God's not finished with you. You're not finished yet. You're not where you used to be. You're not where you're going to be. You're on a journey. And uh, no matter your place in life, or your perceived limitations, or, you know, the problems that you're facing, God's got a promise, amen? And props out to my homie Carl Lentz for some of this. Love that guy. But uh, here's, here's some of what, it, what, uh, what he writes here. But you, see, you say I can't figure it out. God says I will direct your steps, amen? You say I'm too tired. God says I will give you rest. You say nobody loves me. God says I love you. You say, I can't forgive myself. God says, I forgive you. You say, it's not worth it. God says, it will be worth it. You say, I'm not smart enough. God says, I'll give you wisdom. You say, I'm not able. God says, I am able. You say, I can't go on. God says, my grace is sufficient. You say, I can't do it. God says, you can do all things. You say, I can't manage. God says, I will supply all your needs. You say I'm afraid, God says I haven't given you a spirit of fear. You say I feel alone, God says I will never leave you nor forsake you. You say it's impossible, God says all things, all things are possible. Amen? Give it up for God and his unfailing promises this morning, would you? See, our excuses pull us off center of what God has for us. And trust me, what he has for us is far better than anything that we're trying to kind of conjure up or make happen. But we've got to leave behind the lies and the excuses of the enemy and be re-centered on the promises of God. Uh, and when we do that, no matter our situation, no matter our ability, no matter our place in life, whatever the situation may be, he can use us. And, and God made us all different too, right? Uh, to each feel unique and a different role within the kingdom. The Bible says in Romans 12, 4 through 5, says this. It's on the screen. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. See, we really actually we really actually need each other in order to be uh, become our best selves. God says community is not optional. You know, you may not feel it. You, you may think, you know, I'm, I'm, in to- I'm totally self-sufficient. I don't really need other people in my life. Um, but the truth is, you absolutely have to have other people in your life. Amen? <laughs> Amen? And um, this has nothing to do, by the way, with, you know, whether or not you're, you're, you're single or you're married. We've got plenty of married couples uh, that are incredibly lonely. And we've got plenty of single people that are very, very connected and part of community. So um, that's not going to solve, uh, solve the problem. But community does solve that problem. And I've talked to us about this uh, before, but the Bible is pretty clear in saying that we are better together. And that's your point there on number five. We are better together. And you may be saying, you know, Matt, you know, better together, community. Those are some nice buzzwords. I get it. But it's honestly not for me. Um, you know, just, I'm, I'm cool with going my own speed. I kind of got my own thing going here. And it's working pretty good, right? Um, well, here's the deal. God has designed us to be a part of a community. That's how he's actually made us. Um, he's designed us to walk with others. Have um, you ever watched, perfect example in nature, have you ever watched a flock of geese fly and they fly in a V? Why do they do it? They fly, they fly farther and longer because they draft, they work together. We have got the lead guy, they switch, they rotate, drafts, right? We work together. We're stronger. We fly farther, we go longer. Same's true in our own life. You know, we're, we're going to burn out if we don't have somebody else to, to help us, if we don't have meaningful, intimate relationships. Um, it's safer and it's supportive and it's smarter. Proverbs 28, 26 says this, Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. In other words, if I'm the only one who thinks this and nobody else, you know, really agrees with me, guess what? Probably wrong. Probably not Right. We may be going kind of in the wrong direction, going um, off the path. The Bible tells us again in Proverbs, in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. And one of the things that's very important um, that you kind of learn when you walk with others is how to, how to get along with other people, right? I mean, that's just, and that's key. That, that's, that's something we got to learn in life. I know when I got married, I mean, I had many opportunities to learn how to get, up, get along with other people. But when I got married, it's unique. It was a little different. Um, I learned how to get along with people on my basketball team. That was very different than how I got along with my wife when I was married. Um, I, I learned that I do not leave a wet towel on the bed. No, 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 no. Not okay. Guys, can I get an amen? Yeah. Um, and if you guys were here for the Jim Burns, uh, uh, seminar, I learned how to make a bed with seven pillows, minimum seven pillows. You got to do that. You got to pull from the corners. You have to pull the pillows. They're properly fluffed, and learned some of those things. Now, I learned a lot more significant things than just that, of course. But, um, but no, uh, uh, if you go through life isolated, uh, you're not going to learn how to get along with people, and that's one of the greatest lessons in life. Life's about relationships, not about achievement, right? Bible makes that pretty clear. Um, and uh, Genesis 2.18 says this, It's not good for man to be alone. It says in Hebrews 10.25, let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let's be encouraging one another. And I'll just say, kind of close this piece by saying that, you know, um, and I've shared this many times, for Katie and I and our family, when we first came to Elk Grove, we came in to uh, the Franklin High School gym, we came to um, Sun Grove, and on our first Sunday, we were invited in. We were connected. We were invited in to a circle group. And we have gone, you know, in and uh you know in and out of of different groups as leaders have come and go different friends have moved away what have you but the reality of it is it's been a key piece of our spiritual growth and our lives our friends um and i really believe firmly that it it, it's absolutely critical so that's that's what i got to say is that don't leave today without at least exploring the possibility of circle group. You can go to the, um, the screens at the back after the service or in between, and there's one of those screens says, find a circle. And I would just just look at it. You don't have to, you can window shop, you know, just look at it and think about the process, pray about it. But I would encourage you to sign up. I'm telling you, it is such a vital piece of recentering yourself back on God throughout the week and in relationships with others. So we've talked quite a bit about recentering ourselves through worship in many aspects of our lives, but what about corporate worship on Sunday morning? And since you got the worship leader here, let's wrap up by talking, taking a little time to talk about that. Um, For me, I have to say that Sunday morning worship is a very special thing. I grew up um, in a family that was worshiping. My dad was a worship leader. My mom was playing the, the piano. My Sister was uh, many times singing. I was playing guitar, and it was a critical element of kind of my upbringing. Now that I look back, because it was constantly kind of recentering me. The week would take me this way, recenter me back on Sunday. We, you know, again, high school got gets crazy. College gets crazy. Come back on, come back on Sunday. Who am I? I am loved by God. I am a child of God. I am a tiny speck in the universe. It's about God. It's not about me. And that was that was a really really important thing. Um, Even still, though, you know, I got to say that there are some days that it's harder to recenter uh, and reconnect for myself than others. Um, And and the reality of it is because music is very personal, isn't it? I mean, styles are constantly changing. And so some you just kind of, you're just not really there with. So my question is this, what if there are some songs that you don't connect with? just plain don't really like all that much. Well, I'm here to say that's okay. That's okay. Let's face it. That's a reality. And it's been a reality since Christians kind of began meeting together 2,000 years ago and even before that. But the larger question is when that happens, and here's a big question, can you still worship? Can you still worship? Well, rather than give you a simple answer, I'm going to instead reply with a quote from someone who had all the reason in the world to be distracted from living a life of faith and one centered on God. Uh, Some of you may know the name Corrie Ten Boom, right? Corrie Ten Boom. Corrie Ten Boom, for those of you who don't, she was a um, Dutch watchmaker who worked with her father during World War II. Uh, She and her sister were caught and sent to a concentration camp where they uh, snuck in a Bible and regularly conducted forbidden Bible studies and worship services. So they, uh, they had worked really hard to help Jews escape. Um, and so they were caught and put in a concentration camp. But they would do these Bible studies. They would do these worship services uh, in, in the concentration camp. Her sister later died in 1944, but days later, Corey was released due to a clerical error. Uh, due to a clerical error. And a week before, um, uh, or a week after that, After she was released, um, all the women uh, at the concentration camp were executed by gas chamber. And she said this. It's point six in your outline. The will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. The will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. In Corey's book, The Hiding Place, she elaborates on the worship services in the concentration camp. And she writes this about them. The meeting might include a recited word with the Roman Catholics, a whispered hymn by the Lutherans, and a chant by some Eastern Orthodox women. At last, Betsy, who's her sister, or I, would open the Bible. And because all the Hollanders could understand the Dutch text, we would translate aloud in German. And then we would hear the life-giving words pass back along the aisles in French, Polish, Russian, and Czech. They were little previews of heaven, those evenings beneath the light bulb. So the question remains, when we're just not really feeling like it, can we still worship? Well, I'd argue that when we kind of don't want to, and when we start to be pulled away by whatever's kind of pulling us away to disengage us and kind of enticing us off off center, that's when we need to pull ourselves back. That's when, just like Corey says, our will needs to pull us back and center on God. That's when we need to, to use our will to fight the battle against the enemy of distraction, worry, anxiety, fear. We, get, we think that the enemy's uh, you know, um, so complicated. In reality, many times, just like Mike was talking about uh, last week, uh, the enemy gets to us through worry. It's our fears. It's our anxieties. And so we need to focus and recenter ourselves. We need to cap- take captive those thoughts. And we need to continue to recenter ourselves on God. As a, uh, as a worship musician, I love to, you know, um, uh, sing a new song. And so rather than just kind of continuing to talk about it, we're going to close by kind of doing it. I, um, one of the things that I do is, is I love to write songs. And um, when I'm kind of focusing on a verse in my spiritual walk um, or, you know, a Bible study or something just strikes me maybe in a devotion or something like that, I... Um, I kind of just get a melody that, that just begins to kind of come about. And uh, this song that I would just love for you guys to, to kind of sing with me is a song that I wrote with Romans 12 in mind, right? We talked about that, about living lives that, uh, that are worshipful. But sing this with me.
0: Oh, I give all, all my heart. Lord, let your glory fall in this place, in this place, we bow down, Jesus, and there's no other name, sing all, I give all, all my heart, Lord, let your glory fall in this place, in this place, we bow down jesus and there's no other name
1: you know um a lot of times we make it more complicated we think of music and we kind of think that it's it's this kind of rehearsed thing that we've got to kind of do you know really fantastically you know in order for it to you know in order to even do it and you know, in reality, what, what what worship is and really you know going back in Christian tradition, you know, it's about taking you know promises and scriptures and truths and then and then making them real as you sing them, communicating to God like we talked about there at the beginning. And this is one of those songs, it's it's one of the newer ones, but you know, it's one of those where as you sing the words, you, you can actually be declaring. You know, kind of a moment in time where you put your trust in God, and so I wanna, I wanna sing this. Sing this with me.
0: I will build my life upon Your love. It is a firm foundation. Oh, I will put my trust in. I will build my life, I will build my life upon your love, it is a firm foundation, oh I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. to those around me. Mm.
1: And I love that, just to kind of say specifically, you know, that you're going to build your life declaring that. And I believe that, you know, you know, it may not be one moment. But it's it's a lifetime of recentering our lives, right, and continuing to do that in these moments. And um, band's going to come out here, and they're going to play a little bit. But um, what I want to what I want to kind of close with is this final point. And you know, it's not that it's not that as you as you come and as you worship that all your problems just fade away. They don't do they? They don't fade away. They're still there. But the reality of it is that you come to a knowledge and you can come to a place in your spirit, in your heart, where you can have peace. Amen. And so that's my final point. It says peace is not the absence of problems. It is the addition of power. It's not the absence of problems. It's the addition of power. And so, you know, You know, we come and we're not trying to just release them. They're going to be there. But we have the peace that surpasses all understanding. And there's nothing that comes. There is a physical catharsis, I believe. It said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's what it takes when you come and you do music and you sing. You're using the very breath that God gives you to pour back and surrender yourself to him. And I'm telling you, there's no feeling like that. I believe it's the stirring and the supernatural stirring of the Holy Spirit. But there's nothing that comes from when you come and you you surrender. So Kyla's gonna, gonna sing here a little bit, but if you would, just bow your head and close your eyes, just so that you're kind of concentrating on your own life. And just spend some time surrendering yourself as she sings a little bit here. We sang this song earlier, but it's such a powerful song. We fight our battles through worship. We fight our battles through loving God. That's how we do it. By recentering ourselves back on Him.
0: This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my this is how I fight my You know, sometimes we, this is how we fight my sometimes
1: as we're worshiping,
0: this is how we fight my
1: you know, we lift our this hands and we do that because that's the international
0: this is how
1: fight symbol my of surrender. This is how fight and so we fight our battles by coming and surrendering ourselves to Almighty God, battles. by recentering ourselves on this Him, is how putting our faith and our trust.
0: In him no matter
1: what you're facing today you may be you may have come in here with all kinds of problems all kinds of worries that are just pulling you off center pulling you away from what God wants so just come back to center know that you're loved, that you're a child of God that he loves you this thing I'm surrounded
0: it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by You. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by You. Yes, we are, Lord! It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by You. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm, Sing, I'm this, surrounded is I this, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles.
1: Let's think about this this week. That we would recenter ourselves, God. That we would recenter ourselves in the moments that we're pulled away from what you want us to be. And by the way, if there's anybody here that has not accepted and made that amazing decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to accept that father's love, that power of a dad. The power of a dad is a beautiful thing, and you have a father, you have a dad in heaven who loves you, who knows you by name, who wants to know every detail of your life. Just pray with me now. Father, I confess my sin. I confess that I've tried to do it my way and I've made a mess. And I receive you today, Jesus. I want your saving grace. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for what you've done. I want your power in and through me, Lord. If any of you said that, just, just slip up your hand. I want to know who you are. And don't leave today without talking to either myself or one of the pastors here. Make sure you can go to the back and get additional prayer. But for the rest of us, just join me in praying here. God, we just want to dedicate our lives to you. We love you. We thank you, God, that you have given us so many blessings. No matter where we're at in life, God, we know you're not finished with us. And so we commit ourselves to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, and God's people said,
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sun Grove Podcast. For information on Sun Grove Church, visit our website at sungrove.org.